Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jacob Albrock. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome in, everybody. It is a big-time Reaction Monday here on the program. Jacob Albrock, Paul Savage with you. It is Sports Daily. Tommy is out today. He'll be back tomorrow. Paul stepping in on a big one, Paul. This will be a fun show. Uh, We've got, what do we call it, Black Monday. Two NFL coaches fired and probably counting. We'll get into all of that as we get ready for Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, A certainly eventful Day in the NFL yesterday as we get the regular season wrapped up. We know the matchups. We also have a national championship to play for in college football tonight. Uh, we've got a wide variety of college basketball games to react to. Wichita State, K-State, and Kansas. Uh, man, here we go, Paul. Welcome in. Jad Chambers producing. Uh, the KFH hotline's open, 869-1240. How are you, big man? I'm doing great. It's a little rainy outside. Just everybody yes, be is. careful where you're going. Start a little early. It's not icy, but evidently, Jacob, it looks like we're going to have a little ice and snow in the next few days. Everybody slow down. Take it easy. Nothing is worth uh, getting in a traffic accident. Just be careful. But other than that, I'm doing fine. How about you, big boy? I'm doing good. I uh, I drove through the last round to get to Texas over the weekend, and it actually <laughs> weather the weather participated oh, okay. Well, like that's it was good. all right. Good. good. I, and and then we're like, okay, now we got to come back, and it's going to be blizzardy. And I don't know how much because we we just got back last night, so I haven't locked in. I know uh, our Ross and the Storm Team Twelve team has everybody covered, but. Uh, I, I guess we're ready for it. I, You know, the rain, boy, if it'll just stay rain, how nice would that be? Anytime oh, yeah. we get to see the rain. But, oh, yeah, but it's uh, not. You, you know, cozy cozy up and, and tune in and watch some sports, listen to some sports. We've got you covered here on Sports Daily. We'll give away some HTO a little bit later on that KFH hotline. Uh, you can get your hands on that. I, I, I guess we start with the NFL. There's so many places that we could start here. We'll, we'll react a little bit, and then we'll look ahead sure. in the NFL. We also have... Our KU insider, Shreyas Lada, joining us at the top of the next hour, uh, by the way. But as we look at this, Paul, yesterday, I, you know, it's certainly an interesting finish to the NFL season. Uh, you know, the Chiefs doesn't really matter. They didn't know the game last night was great. It was entertaining. Buffalo was better. 
Now Miami has to turn around. You know, you'd certainly have liked to see Pittsburgh, I think, if you're Kansas City. But Miami having to come in and what, what's expected to be some bad weather in Kansas City. I think you feel pretty good right now if you're the Chiefs for an opening round matchup. You've beaten Miami once this year already. Uh, you know, you'll you'll be relatively healthy going into this. Miami certainly has a lot of question marks in the health regard and the health department that we'll learn about throughout the week. But I think if you're Kansas City here, you're rested. You know, people are in a good mood. Everybody had fun with the Chris Jones sack. And you know, I think I think things feel much better than they did two, three weeks ago. Whether that's real or not, I don't know. But certainly the Chiefs is three and a half point favorites. I don't think need to, you know, fear Miami. You play them like you played them the first time. You get them at home. You take advantage of the bad weather and and away we go. We're into the postseason. Yeah. I have the biggest urge to break down the Kansas City game like it was a real game last night. It wasn't uh, a real yeah, no, I mean, I, that's yeah. my urge. Excuse me if I pop out and I, I throw out some stat or I give you some sort of technique that I think needs to be better. It didn't matter. And <laughs> I got to catch myself and think to myself, no, no, no. Don't break down this game like it was a real NFL football game. Because even though it was and they charged admission to get in, it really wasn't. A real football game. You know, you got Gabbard at quarterback. You know, I didn't even know he was hardly in the league. I guess I did know he was in. But, I mean, I mean, who knew? I mean, who knew he was going to end up playing an entire game and starting? But with that being said, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs are poised to, to make a run. I'm not as crazy about Miami as you are. Now, I confess. Well, I don't like it. I'd have rather played Pittsburgh, but I didn't yeah, want to yes. play Buffalo, which was a no. possibility at one point. I'd rather play Miami, and this is a hard admission for me to make because you know I'm emotionally involved with the Miami Dolphins because of hard knocks in season. I confess that it's okay. That's just the way it is. Uh, but I would rather play the Steelers, but I'd rather play Miami than I would uh, you know, the Bills. That There's no question about yeah. that. So with that being said, I guess everything has turned out almost as well as could be expected. Uh, the Steelers, uh, you know, had a, had an interesting game. You know, Mason Rudolph back at quarterback. By the way, you know something? I always liked that kid. I always yeah, thought I from the day he was drafted that he was going to end up being pretty decent. I just – I don't know why. I, I always thought he would – now, he's disappointed to a certain extent. I thought he would be – Let's just say a little bit bigger of a star than he is, because I don't know if he's a star. I don't think he's a star right now. No, he, he's he's no, a, he's, not he's almost becoming a journeyman player. But uh, better the Dolphins than the Bills, my friend. Yeah, I, it's it's no Buffalo. Question. Buffalo turned it over three times last night. It just looked like they were trying to will that game and <laughs> yes. give it to Miami and uh, still yeah, won it. Buffalo's. Still Buffalo's dangerous. Let's make no bones about it. They're the biggest favorite in I Wild so. Card Weekend. Um, you know, I don't. I don't think they're. I, they're a lot to me. They're a lot like Kansas City. They're not what they once were, but they're still good enough, certainly. And I, and this will be an interesting postseason because you have an opportunity to see some of the same cast of characters that we've seen over the years. And then you've got some upstarts in there. Browns, Texans, both upstarts. Both could make noise. I think both are dangerous teams, certainly. Uh, you know, Bills and Chiefs are the old guard. Dolphins have kind of been there before. Even in the NFC, if you look at it. The Eagles stumbled their way in, but Eagles, Bucks, like we've seen those two teams plus the Cowboys and Packers in the postseason forever. Right. Uh, Rams, Lions is a lot of fun. Like this, I, I like this wild card weekend. It does feel a little bit more volatile maybe than in some years. Um, I generally like the favorites, I think, except for probably the Rams. I like the Rams. 
Um, and then, and maybe the Texans. I don't know, but the Browns are dangerous. Like everybody feels dangerous, except for Pittsburgh in the postseason. I, I think I think you could make a case that every team now, like, am I scared of the you know if I'm playing the Buccaneers? No, but to some degree, I think outside of Pittsburgh, every team feels dangerous in a one-game scenario, if you're any team in football, even if you're San Francisco or Baltimore who get the buys, right. you play any of those other teams, and I think they could beat you. And, and that that's not always the case. So at least per se, it doesn't feel that way going in. Like some years it feels like, okay, these are the teams. There's no doubt about it. I just – and it's been this way for – and we talk about it a lot here. Like it, it does feel a little more wide open than it has in years past. Maybe that's because Kansas City has fallen to the pack a little bit and Buffalo, I don't know. But it feels like it could be – you know, anybody could have a shot here, again, except probably Pittsburgh. Well, I think your point is well taken. And for a second, I thought you meant for an overall run to the Super Bowl and eventually winning the Super Bowl ch- – a championship in the Super Bowl. But come on now, the Eagles, they're playing horrible. They're stinking the place up. I mean, what are they? One in six in the last what six seven games? They're I mean, they're stinking the place up. The Buccaneers are not going to win. I mean, that game right there, Eagles and the Buccaneers, they ought to be darn glad they're playing each other because I don't know who's going to win that game. I guess we're going to probably pick it on Friday and 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 do the best we can. Who's going to win that game? I don't know. I don't even know what the points spread. I'm not even sure who the favorite is. I don't. I don't know. But anyway, Philadelphia barely. Barely. That well, that makes sense. They have a better overall record, and I get that. But boy, they have stunk up what the last five, six games. I mean, they're they're not the same team in the second half of the season that they were in the first half of the season. There's no question about that. But there's a lot of really good, interesting matchups, and, and the Packers and the Cowboys. You know, with the tie with the head coach for the Cowboys. By the way, McCarthy was asked at uh, in a press conference yesterday. I just happened to catch this. Uh, he was asked a question, what's it like facing, facing your team? And he calmly said, well, they're not my team. This is my team, pointing to the Dallas Cowboys. This is my – I love that answer. I thought that was a great answer. That was as good an answer as the Belichick question as to, is he coming back next year? We, and we'll probably get to that before the, the day is out. But uh, Belichick was, was as interesting as could be last night, even though they're not in the playoffs. You know, it's still still kind of an interesting story. But anyway, with that being said, uh, the game that obviously I'm still really interested in, I think will be the best game of of the wild card, is the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I mean, how could you not like these two teams, That the personnel they have, the overall speed? You know, you've got one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL with Patrick Mahomes. Hello, surprise. I know that's surprising everybody. But, uh, you know, the Browns and Texans, eh, you can take it to Steelers, the Bills. Now, we think the Bills are going to win. We think, I got to see that spread. I may take the Steelers. It's, to not, it's nine and a half. Oh, nine see, baby, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now. That makes me it's think. the biggest of the weekend. It, it gives me pause. I'm telling you, Jacob, gives me pause. I may take the Steelers. I'll let you know later. But uh, it's going to be an interesting weekend. But really and truly, get ready for Saturday night. And by the way, I picked up on Channel 12 a little rate, a little TV station you happen to work for, uh, KWCH. I picked up, uh, they had mentioned that you can only get to Kansas City game on Peacock. I, I was not aware it's of It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's is, is that, let, Am, am I catching let, that right? Am I getting that let's right? Get to, let's get to that. Let's get to that. Okay, please explain. All right, to NFL. Me. Yeah, you want to put some regular season games on streaming services that nobody has. Okay, 
You cannot put a playoff game on Peacock. Nobody has Peacock. Nobody has that. I mean, not very many people do. Like, what are we doing? This is a playoff game. It's your most, quite frankly, high-profile playoff game that you have. It's Hill versus the Chiefs. It's Mahomes. It's Kelsey. It's Taylor Swift. It's all these things. <laughs> You're going to put the Chiefs on Peacock on Saturday night? Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, that is a – you shouldn't be putting any playoff games on networks where people can't see it. If these streaming services want to bid up and, and prop up their networks, go for it. All for it. Fine. Amazon wants to put a Thursday night football game on. Great. You can't put a playoff game on a streaming service nobody has. Right. Come on. And, and like, for one game, like, Paul, we do this for a living. Would you buy Peacock to watch this one game? Well, I was going to ask Jad, our, our, our great, you know, program director for this particular show. Uh, Jad, do you have to, is, is Peacock free? Can you just log on and get into the third party app? Or, can you, or, or, or are they going to require us to buy something with Peacock? What, what is it? Do we pay for it, Jad? I don't know. I'm actually going to have to look it up. Okay, please check it out. They do not have, they do not have, from what I can tell, a free trial. Oh, did not know. No, so, it's, it's not about free trial. There are entire shows on Peacock that you can view without paying for the service. Okay, you can just download it, okay. and you can watch it for free with ads. Now, what about what about this football game? Do we do we? Know? I'm looking it up right okay, now. Okay, Jad is efforting that. We we got to know because we're not sure, I, Jacob. I, as my understanding, I I really don't know that much about it. So we'll find out because our listeners are all probably just like you and me wondering. Hey, do I have to buy this service to get this game, or do I, or can I just log on, go into the app, and and as a third I, party? I think and... you've got to subscribe. I think okay. you got well, to subscribe. Well, Jad's it's five ninety nine. It's five ninety nine a month. And Jad, you correct me if I'm wrong on this. It's it's about six bucks a month, and you can cancel anytime. They're going to get subscriptions out of this. I just, I you know, from oh, Peacock's well, we perspective, it, yeah. from Peacock's perspective, I totally get it. But from yeah. the NFL's. Like, what on earth are you doing? Put it like you're limiting, you're suppressing your viewership. And I know that, you know, what's what sucks about it is like in Kansas City, the, you know, the direct metro area, I believe they're going to have a chance still to watch that locally. But that doesn't extend to us just as big a part of Chiefs Kingdom, from what I know. Um, I, I it's just it's a it's a, just a silly, silly thing okay. to do in the postseason. I did figure it out. I did get an answer on that. It does look like it was part of the subscription-only part of Peacock. So you couldn't watch it for free with ads, as you can a lot of the stuff that is on Peacock. This was specifically for their subscriber-only. Well, Peacock is tied to a network that carries the NFL. That's the other part that bothers me. Like, Amazon's trying to do... Like, NBC is Peacock. Like, just put the game on NBC. Like, I, it, like whatever. It's it's dumb. It's a dumb experiment. It's going to make it a pain in the butt to watch. Here's the good news. You can listen to it right here in our Odyssey well, family. Well, thank you know what you I mean? Like, you're driving around. Just, we can listen to the game here with, with us here on Odyssey. So, yeah, yeah it's, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get what we're doing with that in a playoff game. I really don't. I saw, and I didn't know that was coming. I didn't even know it was an option until I saw the schedule reveal last night. And I'm like, wait, are they saying only on Peacock? Like, what are we doing here? And then to put the Chiefs on there. And then to put the most high-profile team on there. The NFL 
knows what Taylor Swift brings to every Chiefs game this year. Proof is in the numbers. That's the game you're going to pick to put on that network? How about, you know, uh, Browns-Texans? I don't care which other game. Like, what are we doing here? So, whatever. That's It's going to make Saturday kind of a pain in the butt. Uh, hopefully, there are local businesses all across town that will get a big boost because of this and that they don't get you know, raked through the coals because I don't believe that they get it for $6 a month like you and I do. So we'll see. Uh, that's annoying. Uh, that was the other thing, I think, that that sort of fell out of this. So we'll get more into these postseason matchups, a real, real quick bird's eye view at it. Uh, we're going to talk KU at the top of the hour. KU fans hang tight. We'll have Shreya Lotta in. Um, we will have lots of stuff. We'll talk about Shocker basketball. Yikes. Uh, Paul, yikes, Uh. 0-2, start the league, and then you got some tough ones coming up, so we'll get into all of that. But it's also Black Monday in the NFL, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get you caught up on who's out as head coach and, you know, whatever. We've got a draft order, how it all plays in. We'll get you caught up there as well. We'll also look ahead to a national championship game tonight. There is so much to get to on this Monday edition. We'll have some HTO to give away a little bit later. That KFH hotline is open, 869-1240. Chiefs fans, what do you think about that opening round matchup? Scared of the scared of the Dolphins at all? We'll get into all of it on a Monday edition. Paul Savage in for Tommy Castor. I'm Jacob Albrock. We'll see you in a second. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching on the video stream. Uh, Jacob Albrock, Paul Savage here. You can leave your comments there. Uh, Andrew chiming in a little bit on Peacock. We'll get to uh, more of that. He wanted to hear Tommy uh, get mad about Peacock. Tommy is mad about Peacock. He was, he's firing off tweet or a text to me last night. We're all mad about it. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, JB chiming in on KU. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Shreya Slada joining us. At the top of the hour, we'll talk about the ending to that game. A little controversy there, but KU gets it done in their opener. Uh, K-State gets it done in their opener. Wichita State is struggling right now. We'll get into that as well in hour number two. And uh, a national championship football game to talk about tonight as well. So let's talk about Black Monday, though, Paul, because it's happening as we speak. We saw Arthur Smith go down late last night. We see Ron Rivera this morning. Uh, Carolina has fired an executive. Uh, their GM, they'd already fired their head coach. So we look at that now, and as we know the draft order, as Washington will get that second pick, we don't know what Chicago's doing. We don't know what the Patriots are doing. Chicago's pick one, the Patriots are pick three. There have been, we're, we're seeing that you know Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick are supposed to meet today. That'll certainly be the most high-profile Washington becomes a really interesting job because they're going to be able to take a quarterback. Um, Chicago has a decision to make with Justin Fields. This is a fascinating um, offseason. As we look to these coaches, Paul, because the draft plays a lot into this, there's a lot of teams trying to reshape futures. We're certainly not done yet. I mean, there'll be more firings as we make our way through. But Atlanta, 
feels like a decent job. They don't get one of the, you know, one of the top picks. They're down at number eight, so they probably have to make some moves if they're going to take quarterback. Um, so that's an interesting job. But Washington sits there at number two. They're going to be in a position to take one of these quarterbacks. There have been a lot of people trying to tie Bill Belichick to Washington. I've thought that makes some sense. But, you know, this domino effect will be really interesting, Paul, as we're in what's considered a pretty good quarterback class with teams, you know, going to make a change at the top that can kind of use quarterbacks. It sort of lines up this year. Uh, but this will be this will be an active early part of this offseason for sure. Well, it will be. And, of course, you know, you brought up Bill Belichick. And, of course, you know, we, we had two firings as of uh, yesterday, on yesterday alone, at, which was kind of interesting. But uh, there's going to be some jobs available. And, and Belichick, how does he fit in? I mean, we don't know, do we? We don't know. Well, first of all, we don't even know that he's going to be fired. Robert right. Kraft. That it, we're it, just all assuming this. Well, and I assume we're, assu- we're assuming. But I don't know. I mean, I, I sit there thinking to myself, if, if I'm Robert Kraft, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this guy got me eight Super Bowls. Eight. That, that, that's not bad. That's not bad. Six. No, six it's eight, Bowls. isn't it? No. Jazz. Six. Okay, is, is it six? Okay, then it's six. All right. But you got me all these Super Bowls. Do I really want to let you go? I mean, you're having an off year. Everybody has an off year. You don't have a quarterback. Just so happens that's the way that is. Part of that's personnel department with with the uh, who's with, in charge of that personnel well, department. Well, of course, it's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is in charge of literally every aspect of the product that is on the field. No, you, that's a good point. I'm going to give you that point. That's a very very good point. But the thing is, is that. Doesn't this guy have some juice somewhere to say, you know, give me another year? If I want another yes. year, I want somewhere another else. Uh, somewhere else. Well, somewhere I, else. Paul, that, I, I mean, like for real. Like, if you're, what is the Patriot way as a front office for forever? They let Tom Brady go. They, uh, they like nobody's ever been safe it, with the Patriots. There is, you know, his cutthroat as far as doing what needs to be done. It's part of the reason they've been so successful. So knowing that. What like what part of this Belichick run post Brady gives you any hope that he's the long term you know fit there? I just like we saw Pete Carroll thrive in these late years, right? Seattle has been well, very much in point. the mix. No, that's a good point. Belichick since Brady's good left, point. it just hasn't really worked, and so you know bringing in. Matt Patricia, a defensive coach to try to coach the offense, and Bill O'Brien, who I'm not sure there's a person on the planet who has a nice thing to say about him, apparently. Like, all of these things that Belichick just keeps trying to run back out there, it's not working in New England. Now, can it work somewhere else? Yeah, I think it probably can. I mean, it's still Bill Belichick, right? It's just this fit doesn't seem to be there anymore. He's fouled up Mac Jones. Uh, You know, talk about instilling no confidence in a rookie quarterback. I just don't know that if I've got an, you know, if I've got to start over and I've got an early pick here, I I don't think that I want Belichick running. And if I'm Kraft and I'm thinking about the long term, right? There are other places where Belichick might be able to step in and be great in the short term, mm-hmm. but the Patriots aren't thinking about the short term anymore, right? Like they're long term, and I just don't, 
I, I don't see it as quite a, a fit anymore. And I think Belichick's great, by the way. I just don't think this is the right spot for him anymore. Well, he certainly has my respect, and it's obvious you, he has your respect. Sure. And he should, for God's sakes. What are we talking about? Now, yesterday with regard to the firing, don't think it didn't cross my mind. We know we knew uh, Washington job was going to open. turns out that the Atlanta jo- job opened. And I was th- sitting there thinking, when all this was going down, my first thought was, Dang, between those two jobs right there, Belichick, I think that might be a match made in heaven at Atlanta. And Atlanta, that's not a bad football team. That's still a fairly physical football yeah, team. No, they were got, in the mix. They, they, up and they were the in end. the mix. I, we'll put it that way. They didn't make the playoffs, and, and I don't think they were 500. I, I don't have their, their numbers right in front of me. But uh, but that's not all that bad a football team. I, that, that team is just a little bit away from being – a decent, good, competitive football team, you know, competing for a division title. I, they're they're not that far away, and we now know that you know you can you can lose nearly half your games and still win a division. Hello, Buccaneers. So we know that that's even possible. You know, the NFL is is so is is so even across the board from the top to the bottom, other than maybe the Panthers. But uh, it is such a it's such an even and and literally as they've always said we've been saying this since you and I were in elementary school any NFL team can beat any other NFL team on any given day top to the bottom it doesn't matter best to the worst the worst team can beat the best team on any day of the week when it comes to the NFL and we understand that you're just a stone's throw away from being in the Super Bowl if you're Atlanta and maybe Belichick is that one guy and didn't you get a kick by the way while we're on Belichick if you don't mind if you watched any. I like watching Belichick's uh, 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 press conferences because he doesn't say anything, <laughs> and, and he and he doesn't say anything in such an artful way. So how many times was he asked yesterday? I bet he was asked four times in a row, "Are you going to be with with the Patriots?" And he would say, "He says, well, I'm on to my meeting with with uh, with with Robert Kraft." I'm, well, but you, you know, you you you're, it looks like they may. Well, I'm on to my meeting with. But that'd be just like in season. Have you ever noticed with Bill Belichick when he when he when he does a press conference, what does he ever say? What does he ever say? Except right, he never says anything. He, he says, I, "I'm trying I, to figure I'm out what I'm on to the next team. I'm on to the next team. Whatever that. Uh, I'm, I'm on to Kansas City. I'm on to the best. If he's gone, what's the best spot? Because the Chargers is an that's a that's an opening where you're walking into Justin Herbert. You know, I I don't well, know. Yeah. There are a lot of fascinating things about this coaching cycle. He will be at the top of the list if he is indeed done in New England, which I assume he will be. So like, he is the first one. Eric Bieniemy is an interesting domino. Washington didn't get you know better. They, they were pretty much the same offensively as they were before Bieniemy. I think Bieniemy's biggest uh, you know thing in his plus column is what has happened to the Chiefs in his absence. So we'll be curious to see if he gets a job. There are good jobs, though, Paul. Like, there are jobs. You know, a lot of the time when you walk into this, it's like the Panthers, right? Like, your team's terrible. Right. You you just had an awful year. But right now, the jobs that are open, you've got the Chargers on that list. You've got the Falcons on that list. There are jobs that feel like they're close, right? Those teams are close. I think you're we'll right. see what happens with the Saints. Um, but, the, you know, like there are some – so it is a little bit different. I don't think I would put Belichick and, – and Washington – that's what makes Washington interesting. Is Washington close? I don't know. I mean, they've been a quarterback. They've been quarterback deficient for a while. 
they're going to have a chance to solve that to some degree this offseason. I, I think that there are, I, I, you know, whether if Belichick ends up in Washington, that's fine. But I think the best fit for him is on a roster that's pretty good. And I would just take away player control, right? right? right. Like you can oh, come coach, but I, you don't get oh, to be an executive a, anymore. Oh, hold on. I, do you think a man with the pride of a Bill I don't Belichick, know. Oh, you don't know. Well, I don't know. Be up to him. Speculative. That'd be well, up to him. And, and, and by the way, you know, when, when you think about the Washington job, you think of the ownership. Well, this is pretty new ownership. I mean, Dan Snyder's gone. I mean, it hadn't been that long since Snyder's and gone. Not pretty new. I mean, so, it is so, brand new well, ownership. If you were a Bill Belichick, would you have questions? Would you, would you think to yourself, well, just how much control, how much are they going to give? Let me do what I need to do. I mean, there's a lot no. of questions that we just if don't I'm know how Belichick how it is not with with control over player personnel. No, right. well, like it, I'm not making it. No, how could you watch what's happened in New England and give him control over personnel? Like there's no well, way. I, I think he's still a great coach, but I don't think I would want him having anything to do with that when we've seen what we've seen the past few years. Right. Could he come, you know, could he go to Washington, bring in Josh McDaniels as his offensive coordinator? They draft a quarterback and work it. Fine. The other deal with Washington, though, Paul, and I know that keeps getting connected. Look at how the quarterback position has played out in New England. You know that Washington's going to take a quarterback. They have to. Is that where you want Bill? Bill Belichick? Well, you're After po- what we saw with Mac Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it is. I think he's I, – I agree with you. Like Atlanta, uh, the Chargers, those make a lot more sense. Now, the Chargers historically have never paid a coach, so I'm not sure that would happen either. But Atlanta? Okay. Like I, I, I could see that working out to some degree. They've got some – they've got a great young tight end there. They've got a great young running back there. Some talented receivers, the defense. He steps in. Belichick clearly would make the defense better immediately. Okay, like I could, I could see that as a possibility, and we'll see. There may be other fits too, and maybe Washington's just enamored with him. I just don't think I would. I, I would love to have him as the coach because I think you know, as a strategist and all those things, he still has it. But as a as a GM, no. Not happening. Right. If I if I if I'm making the call, that that would be very clear and understood right away. And if right. he doesn't want to do it, then fine. I'll move on to the next person. Right. Quick question for you: Bill Belichick still has a year left on his contract. That make a difference? I, I highly doubt it. Highly doubt. Highly it. doubt it. No, I mean, when was the last time a con a coach's contract played into anything? Well, Frank well. Reich just got fired like twelve <laughs> games into his first year of his contract, and I'm sure it's got lots left. They don't. I don't think that. I don't think these owners care about that. Okay, I think they got to get it, but we'll see. That's you know, that's it so far. Uh, so we've got some jobs open. I think there will be more. I think this will be fascinating. What does Chicago do? Does Chicago start all the way over? Do they hire a new coach and draft a quarterback and trade Justin Fields? Um, if they traded Justin Fields, does Atlanta, who feels like they're close step in Justin Fields is, you know, he's, he's going to get a chance somewhere when maybe it's with Chicago who could just load up the roster around Justin Fields. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think, you know, we've had a lot of chatter of, you know, Caleb Williams sort of falling. I I think Caleb Williams is still going to be what we thought he was by the time the draft process works itself out. We'll remember why everybody. Caleb Williams was not bad this year. His defense was terrible. Defense was USC's horrible. defense That's was right. terrible. Caleb right. Williams wasn't bad. Like mm-hmm. he was, he was pretty good. Right. right. And he was better than some of these can't misses outside of probably Joe Burrow. Right. But you know he had a better final year of college than a lot of the quarterbacks who've gone early. So I think 
I think everybody will fall back in love with him. If I had to guess, Chicago will trade fields. Right. Uh, but their situation, obviously, and we got to know what they're doing at head coach too. They finished pretty strong. Do they just roll with, because if they roll with Eberflus, you'd think they'd keep he and fields together. If they decide to go with another quarterback, I think they would then make a change also at head coach. Right. So Chicago, you know, Bill Belichick's the most high profile to me. Chicago is for sure right. the most fascinating uh, out of everything that will happen yeah. in this offseason. Yeah. And Justin, that's also all on the table for right. everybody. And Justin Fields isn't even sure, by the way, you brought him up. He He's not sure what he's going to notice in a press conference. Uh, after his game yesterday, he says, you know, just in case, if I'm if I'm not here, I want everybody in Chicago to know I've enjoyed playing with him, all my teammates. All, you know, he made that caveat. You know, he didn't say I was gone, but he said just in case. Yeah. I, and, and I caught that, and I thought to myself, well, here's a, here's a young man who he's not sure what's going to happen. He doesn't know, and he's right in the middle of it, and he doesn't know, just in case. Well, that made a lot of sense to me because I don't think you can assume that Justin Fields is traded. I don't know that you can assume he's gone. I just don't think you can assume that. He may end up staying, and that's what he said. So, I, you know, I don't know that I would want to trade him. I would have – some investment in the young man. If I was Chicago, I think I might just stay with him and play the guy and, and see how this whole thing turns out. But uh, but on the other hand, he may not have he may not have uh, more value than he does at this very moment. That's a real possibility, by the way, uh, Jacob. He might be as valuable as he is at this very moment. Yeah, we'll see. I I don't know what will happen there, but it's all fascinating. And of course, we'll keep you up to date with any changes that happen. Uh, over the next couple hours and if anybody else is fired when we come back we've got basketball talk at the top of the hour Shreya Zlata coming our KU insider let's let's continue on a football trend here Paul talk a little bit about this national championship tonight Washington Michigan Uh, we'll get into that we'll take your calls on the KFH hotline 869-1240 speaking of that hotline let's give away some HTO Jad we've got some HTO brew house coffee you can get it iced hot however you like it all the fancy espresso drinks I just drink the black coffee. It's all good for you. You can get a couple of free ones on us. These are good for the East HTO location here in Wichita, the location in Derby as well. Good luck, everybody. First caller to the IHOP hotline. Get a couple of free coffees on us here at Sports Daily. 869-1240. We'll come back. National championship game tonight. What do we think? We'll have it next. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's Sports Daily here on KFH. Jake Baldrock, Paul Savage in for Tommy Castro today. Jad Chambers producing. Glad to have you with us. Congratulations to Randy for winning the HTO Brewhouse Coffee, uh, available at Wichita East and Derby. Uh, congrats, Randy. Enjoy it on us here at Sports Daily. All right, we have a uh, we have national championship game to get to tonight, Mr. Savage. Uh, it's an interesting one, certainly. I find myself absolutely just betting from the heart on this when I say Washington. Um, I just don't want Michigan to win. I don't want those cheaters to win. I've never really liked Michigan. So I will be pulling hard for Washington. I was always going to be pulling for the winner of Washington, Texas. It's Washington. So here we go. The line has moved even further. They're now five-point dogs to Michigan. I get it. I think that we all always fall in love with the offense, Paul. I think we always all 
want the great quarterback and want these things. Often, though, we do see defenses shine through. Michigan hasn't seen an offense like this 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 year. There's a decent chance Washington hasn't seen a defense like this either this year. This will be a pretty fascinating game in the beginning of what will become, I'm sure, a rivalry in the Big Ten for years to come. I think you are right on that, and I'm going to give our buddy uh, Tommy Castor some credit because last Friday we were having the conversation. I said, I said, Tommy, for some reason this game has fascinated me. This championship game, Washington and Michigan, has fascinated me and gotten my interest more than any championship game in the last five years, let's say. You know, the last five years have been, they're okay. I'm paying attention. But, man, it didn't have me wrapped up, ready to watch, ready to go, you know, wanting to to see this thing and and study it a little bit and break it down a little. I said, this game's really fascinating. Tommy made a comment. He says, that's because for the first time in a long time, there's no SEC team involved in this championship. I thought to myself, man, that that was really good insight. Maybe that's why I look at this championship game. We got a Big Ten. We got... Well, in essence, I guess we have two Big Ten teams, if you want to look at it that way. But I think part of the reason that it's fascinating to me is because we have a team representing a league that's about ready to go away. It's This league's got basically one more game, and it's history. And I thought to myself, that's probably part of it, but you got a team out of the out of the Pac, Pac-12, and you've got a and you've got a Big Ten team. I said this is really great. No SEC. No offense to you, SEC fans. I'm not hating on you. All I'm saying is. I kind of enjoying the change of pace, if you get my drift. And so, uh, with that being said, this game has fascinated me more than any game in, let's say, the last five years. Well, the last time we had one in the CFP was the first year of the CFP in 2014. So, was we haven't had one ago? since then. Nine years We then. haven't had an okay. SEC team okay, in there. Yeah. Uh, that, that was the year Ohio State beat Oregon. It was also Big Ten, Pac-12. Right. Um, you know, so... I think that, look, we're going to get an opportunity here to see some other brands. And and the reality, and this is, goes back to the selection, like the reality is Georgia is one of the four best teams, right? There's no question about that. So you've got this committee telling us it's going to be the four best teams. That's how they justified keeping Florida State, who absolutely deserve to be there, out of there, Yet they left the best team probably out of there in in Georgia. But the problem is Alabama beat Georgia, which has always been this problem with this stupid four-team, stupid two-team, whatever it is, system, is that you don't allow the best team to have a bad game. Like, it's ridiculous, right? So this will only be a problem this year. Like, we're done with it after this year. All of the teams that should have been there this year would have been there if we were in a 12 team. So we'll see it. But this year we didn't get that. And that just means the SEC didn't get in. Boo-hoo, go cry to somebody else. We don't care, SEC. So we get Washington and we get Michigan. And we get such a clash of styles in this game. That's the part that fascinates me. It is juggernaut offense, juggernaut defense. Let's see what happens. I think probably... You know, Washington is probably better defensively than we give them credit for. Michigan's certainly better offensively than we get them cre- give them credit for. I understand why Michigan's favored. I think my brain would probably bet Michigan, but I ain't going to do it. I'm going to bet with my heart. I do not want to see Michigan win. I think that, you know, we have forgotten too quickly about the cheating that happened, apparently, by all accounts, 
And so uh, it's going to be great if Washington can come in there and pop them. I also just like to see the style of football Washington plays about a thousand times more than the style of football that Michigan plays. You may differ with me on that. You may like Michigan's great defense, smash mouth. Like I want to see, I want to see the star quarterback and the star wide receiver and all of these things. But I like JJ McCarthy just fine. Like he's got an opportunity to prove something here too. This will be fascinating, Paul. Offense versus defense. Usually that goes the way of the defense. Can the offense overcome it, though? And can Washington get the win? I think it's closer than, you know, like TCU is a massive underdog, and it felt that way last year. I don't think either of these teams feel like massive underdogs. I think everybody's generally excited about it because it does kind of feel like a good matchup. Yeah, it's a contrast of styles. I mean, with the off, I mean, you've got a kid that, that, Let's face it, in the first half of the season, I thought he was a lock for the Heisman. Penix, I thought he was going to yeah. be that kid that's going to walk right into the New York City and, and the uh, and the uh, downtown club and take away the Heisman. I, I really thought that. He's darn good. That guy can light it up. I won't be surprised yep. if he throws for 350, 400 yards. And the unsung, unsung hero of any football team like a Washington in particular is the offensive line. We don't give that team enough credit, and, and that's a part of being a big ugly. If you're going to be a big ugly, you might as well get used not to get any credit. But this team is good partly because their offensive line is so good. You combine that with a quarterback like Penix, and you have a chance of winning a national championship. And that was my prediction, along with you and Tommy, that Washington wins the championship game. We, we, we All three of us took uh, Washington in our Friday picks. We're all picking from our hearts. That's what it is. We all want – everybody wants Washington to win. I'm glad Michigan's getting that treatment again. They deserve it. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk with Shreya Slaughter, our KU insider. We'll get into KU hoops. We'll get into K-State, Wichita State hoops as well. A lot of college hoops to talk about from over the weekend. That's where we turn our attention when we return for hour number two on Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. It's that time, Sports Daily, getting all the inside information on the Kansas Jayhawks. Let's go now to the KU football and basketball beat writer from the Kansas City Star, Shreyas Lada. All right, and we welcome back into Sports Daily with a little college hoops talk. Shreyas Lotta joining us. Glad to be here again with you, Shreyas. Welcome in. Happy New Year. A win to open conference play for KU over TCU. How are you? Good. How are you guys? We're doing well. You've got uh, Paul in for Tommy today and me, Jacob Shreyas. So uh, KU gets the big win. A little controversy at the end of the game with the tech call. Um... I think even KU fans thought that was a little that was a tough call against TCU. What did you think of it? Uh, I think initially I thought it was a soft call, but the more I watched it, it's a textbook flagrant. You know, obviously it wasn't intentional, but I mean he hit him on yeah. <laughs> basically in his ear, uh, face spot really, and uh, you know it's unfortunate. And everyone talks about on field advantage and this and that, but. 
the rest made the right call at the end of the day. And, you know, I think Ernest just has to be a little more careful because that ultimately, I think, was the turning point of the game. Well, there's no question that that was a big game and a big win. And, and, and TCU is a darn good basketball team. But And that makes me think to myself, how many teams in this Big 12 do you think, and, and, let's not include the University of Kansas, but how many teams in the Big 12 do you think could win the the outright uh, Big 12 Conference Championship? Uh, I think there's maybe three or four. Uh, Houston and, and Kansas are my two favorites to win the Big 12 Championship. Uh, Texas is there, not too far. Um, you know, a couple others, but really I think this is a, a two uh, – a two-team break between Kansas and Houston. I think that's going to be really interesting to see how uh, that plays out as we delve deeper into conference play. Shreyas, TCU is good. We know the league is good, like really good. What? What? Uh, this is a fun exercise early on, and we do this a lot during the oh, over the year. Like, how many losses do you think will win the Big Twelve? <laughs> yeah. What? What is the number of losses that the Big Twelve regular season winner will have? Oh, that's tough. Uh, I'd probably say less than like thirteen, fourteen. I, I'm trying. I got to remember how many did Kansas have last year when they won it. I'd probably say one or two less than that. Um, you know, I think this, this league is so stacked, um, and it's going to be a gauntlet for whoever comes out and wins it. And, you know, ideally it prepares you for March and really big 12 tournament time as well. You know, when you look at the university of Kansas, of course, it all starts with it's inside the paint with, with the Kansas Jayhawks and, and extends out from there right now. What is the one aspect of this basketball team that you think needs to improve a certain, I know there's a lot of good things to be said about the university of Kansas, but what's the one aspect of, of the KU game right now that you would like to see get a little better? Uh, I think their three point shooting rate should be higher. They don't shoot a lot of threes. Uh, it's the lowest ever in the bill self era. It definitely needs to get better. Uh, they got to have more shooters out there just period. Uh, I think, even in this TCU game, they didn't have a, a ton of three-pointers made. Uh, I think that's the one thing that concerns me, uh, that like Kansas just doesn't have the three-point shooting that they need to win a national title. Um, but I think other than that, you know, for the most part, they're done pretty well. Uh, you know, depth, bench, bench depth is another thing. Uh, having guys that can score outside of the big three of KJ, Kevin, and, and uh, Hunter Dickinson is another thing. Uh, but I think the three-point shooting rate is the thing that is the biggest concern for me just looking at this team. I mean, that's not going to get better either, is it? Like, there's nothing that would make us think all of a sudden this team is going to become a good three-point shooting team. That's not usually something that happens. So what do you do? I think it's just an internal development thing. You know, you hope a guy like Nick Tamberley makes a couple more threes when he does play. Uh, you hope Johnny Furphy and, and Jamar McDowell maybe can add one or two off the bench. Uh, I think that's the only way, right? Like, you know, and just get more open threes to take those threes and just kind of fire away. You know, you, you can't play one-dimensional and just play the offense through those three guys that I mentioned earlier uh, the entire time. Otherwise, it makes KU a lot easier to beat, um, especially because, you know, if DeWan is not willing to be aggressive and willing to take threes and willing to take it to the rim – you're essentially having a guy, two non-shooters on the floor. And if your best shooter is Hunter Dickinson, uh, and El Marco has been up and down, I think he's still figuring out his role. Uh, it 
puts a lot of pressure on Kevin Hunter and you know KJ to score points. Um, but I think ultimately, just going back to the three-point issue, I think you just need some internal development, and you need guys like Dewan to uh, fire away from deep. You know, you made a comment earlier in, in this uh, show with regards to uh, you thought there were three teams that you thought would compete for the championship. Obviously, K State—I mean, KU and and Houston are are two of those teams. Is one of those teams Oklahoma? Or is it Baylor? Which which one of those teams? Obviously, one of those teams you think is is the team that is going to compete. Is it Oklahoma? Because that's an interesting story. If it is, I think it's Baylor. Oh, I think okay. uh, I need to I need to see a little more from Oklahoma. Their strength of schedule hasn't been quite amazing, but yeah, I, I think it's I think it's Baylor. All right, Shreyas, uh, Shreyas Lada, our KU insider. You can find his work at the KC Star. I'm curious on the roster here. So when the season started, I, I loved Kansas, still do, but loved them because they, had, you know, 80% of their starting lineup had so much experience was, you know, each player between Dickinson and Adams and McCullough and Harris had the potential to be all conference type players. And then it was like, and then whatever else they get as a bonus, but they're not getting much else right now. It is just kind of those four guys. I, I, if, there is another player who's going to step up and and become more as you know the fifth option here. Who is it, and do you think it'll even happen? Uh, it's probably going to be Marco Jackson, right? He's got the highest ceiling out of any of the freshmen. I think he's a higher ceiling than a guy like Nick Timberlake. Um, will it happen? Uh, I have no idea, to be honest with you. I think it's going to happen. Maybe they'll have some games where he has some – uh, nice scoring uh, opportunities and stuff like that. But it's clear that as a freshman, he's differential to the older guys, and that's fine. But he needs to be a little bit more aggressive on the fast break where he's so, so deadly. And uh, I, I think, you know, he, like him getting to his ceiling, a guy that was a projected, like, you know, lottery pick, NBA lottery pick coming in this, uh, this year would be much more beneficial for Kansas than I think anyone else getting their ceiling uh, off the bench. Uh, maybe you could argue Nick Timberlake's three-point shooting would be really important, but I think El Marco just would make this starting lineup, which is pretty dang good already, dynamite, really. Um, and he would be able to probably anchor some bench units if he could be the ball handler, uh, you know, when Dewan is, is subbed out. You know, when, when you look at Hunter Dickinson, I know we talk about him all the time. Uh, you know that's a big body, a seven one, seven two. I mean, the guys, the the guy has an uh, uh, an NBA body. When you talk to scouts, and I'm curious about what scouts say, not what other analysts say, but when NBA scouts are watching Hunter Dickerson, what are they saying to you about him? Well, I think the the kind of consensus is he's you know a really good college basketball player, right? He does a lot really well in college basketball, but. You know, the, the big concerns are, does he move well laterally on defense? Uh, does he – can he keep up his three-point shooting at a higher uh, uptick? You know, we saw two years ago Luca Garza, you know, who I, I think is a little less uh, mobile than Hunter was. I mean, he was the national, you know, college basketball player of the year a couple of years ago, and he's a guy who's basically in, like, AAA right now, like in the G League, where he's good in the G League, but he just doesn't quite have the NBA talent. Um, and I think Hunter is in that weird kind of segue between, you know, maybe he could be an NBA player, maybe he couldn't, but I, you know, whether he wants to play in the NBA or, you know, professionally abroad, I think he has a long, long career ahead of him. 
playing professional basketball, even if it's not the NBA. Uh, so I, I think, you know, for him, he knows this year is really important, obviously, to continue doing what he's doing, but also showcasing that his three-point shooting is not a mirage. And, uh, you know, like to showcase that he can play defense up to the caliber of standards that the NBA needs him to play. Up next for the Jayhawks is UCF. It is a road game, but we just watched K-State smash UCF. Uh, so what do we, you know, any concern about the first road test in the Big 12? That seems like a silly statement. I think there's always concern about Big 12 road games, but this one in particular, UCF had raised some eyebrows, and then and then K-State does that in the opener. What do you see out of the Knights? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's a ton of concern there. Obviously, you know, like you said, Big 12 road game is always tough, but I mean, Kansas should be fine. They've had a road game at Indiana. They played uh, some other guy. You know, they're like Kentucky in the Champions Classic. Um, you know, they, I, I'm not really concerned about Kansas and UCF in that matter. Um, and I, I think, you know, it'll be a good, nice opening test for them on the road against UCF because I'm sure they're trying to bounce back after a tough loss to Kansas State. I've got to ask. All right, Trius. Oh, 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 go ahead, Paul. Well, just one real quick question. I find it fascinating that University of Kansas and Houston play the last regular season game, uh, and that game happens to be at uh, at the University of uh, at, at the University of Houston. Uh, is that game going to be for a Big Twelve championship? I'm just asking. I'm mean, I'm just I'm wondering. Is that the championship game? I think it very much could be. It could you know, be. We, yep. You know, last year we saw it come down the wire against Texas. I think up to like the game or two before. So it very much could be the thing that determines who wins the Big 12 championship. Got it. All right, Shreyas, we can find your work at the KC Star. We can follow you on social media at SHRE98. We appreciate it. We're into the thick of things. Here we go. The Big 12 looks like it's going to be wild, and KU uh, gets started with a bang, and, and we'll just keep plugging away. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. There there goes Shreya Slada. Check out his work at the KC Star. Uh, KU looked good in the opener. Good enough, I guess. That call at the end, it was, it was, it was, that's a tough call against TCU. <laughs> I think right. I agree. It's, it's the right call, but man, that is a tough, tough call. If you're TCU and you thought you were going to walk into Allen Fieldhouse and get a win, and boy, it looked like they were going to there for a minute. But we'll have, uh, we'll have more on that as we make our way into that next game on Wednesday against UCF. When we come back, let's, Let's spend some time with the Shockers, Paul. Uh-oh. Um, it is not a good start to the conference season, and, and I think we're beginning to get you know, some indication of a little unease here. So we'll get into that here on Sports Daily. It's all Brockton Savage. It is a Monday. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here. Jacob Albrock, Paul Savage alongside you. Thanks to Shreya Slada for jumping in. Talk a little KU with us there as things are just getting underway in the Big 12. K-State, big winners over UCF. It was really good to see the Wildcats uh, getting a little smash spot like that at home. Uh, So we will continue, of course, to talk college basketball as we make our way through. KU plays a midweek K-State uh, plays tomorrow night on the road at West Virginia, uh, so that'll be a nice testing for them to a test for them too. Paul, the Shockers uh, is not a good start 
Uh, they right now drop their their two games. They lose to Temple. Uh, you know, North Texas was a game we thought would be a really nice measuring stick at home against a team you'd like to be competing with near the top of the league, and you get beat by double digits. Then you fall down to a massive margin against Temple. You come back in the game, and they did, but they still end up losing by seven. I I don't you know if you it's it's interesting if you look at the Ken Palm rankings right now, Wichita State is still you know seventh out of the American teams in the metrics. They were picked eighth, but boy, I'll tell you, this has been a really disappointing start to the conference season. Just to put it quite simply, well, Tommy and I talked a little about this on Friday, and 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 of course, you're exactly right. Uh, things started out pretty well. You're, you're now one and six in the last seven games. Uh, your only victory is against Southern Illinois, who is, is not very good. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you want to say to yourself, wait a second, this is a new coach. This is, this is a bunch of new players. This is a, a situation where you've got to work your way in and figure all this stuff out and, and, and come to the conclusion that things will get better. And I do believe things will get better. But we've got to see several things happen. One, you've got to shoot the ball better, both at the three-point and in from field, field goal range. And you've got to see better defense. And we've got to see better defense uh, and, and you know, step up and, and defend the three, defend the paint a little better, you know, make sure that, you know, the things going on in the paint are taken care of. We've got to see those kind of things. We want to see some improvement in that area. But this is still the first year for a brand-new coaching staff. And I, for one – give this coaching staff plenty of, of – want to give them plenty of time. I believe in this coaching staff. I believe this is going to be a very, very good coaching staff for Wichita State. But there's got to be some things, and I would like to see some improvement. It's a long season still left. There are a lot of American Association games left to be played, and you don't want to see a situation where you start losing games like to a Temple. Temple's okay. But Temple yeah. going to, Temple's not going to win. Uh, Temple. They're not. They're not going to win a whole lot of games in the AAC. Temple's it's, Temple's barely inside the top two hundred in Kemp. I got Tem- you. Temple's Temple's not good. And the pop, I, I don't look. And, okay. I have faith. I have faith. I think long term too. Okay. I I uh, hope. I hope. You I do. maybe hope. I hope, hope is yes. a better term Thank than you. think. Good. But I I it is not fair to this program to make excuses for this program. Am I still doing that? And I think it's absolutely reasonable to expect I do. improvement I do. from a year ago right. when you you made a change, I'm right? Like yes. I, I I we and we fought this in the off season. Every, you know, what are the expectations? You know, we took a lot of heat for saying, well, I think they ought to be to at least be better than you have been, right? If you're going to make a change. Well, and no. they have not been and, that so far. So far. So I, I don't I'm not gonna this isn't like this isn't the time for like roses and oh everything's good no, aw shucks. No, like people aren't showing up to games and they need to win more games. Mm-hmm. And Temple's not good. And so like you you it's it's get you you've got to get better. We have to see it. And it's been going here now for a minute. You mentioned it. One win in the last seven games. you know, like I what's the best win of the year at this point? Richmond, maybe. It's like I don't be. even know what it is. I, it's got to be I, so. So that's not like that's not good enough, Paul. And and I I think we need to, you know, I, again I'm hopeful that it gets much better. 
And like long term, it will be fine. But when I, you know, I, I hear from and talk to people all the time and people have concern and people are disinterested right now. And that's that you don't want that. And winning is the only thing that will cure that. So I don't want to just ignore the fact that the team is not playing well. I don't want to like put rose colored glasses on and say, oh, everything's going to be okay. It's not right now. And right Mm -hmm. now the team doesn't look good. And right now the team's got a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were hopeful when you saw the return of, you know, DeGray and Cortez who couldn't, couldn't get on the court earlier in the year. Cortez played less minutes really than he's played. Like, I, I, I don't like this right now. I don't think this is good right now. It's hard to be optimistic right now. I don't want to be optimistic when it's not, when optimism isn't warranted. Like, what did you see against Temple that makes you optimistic? What did you see against North Texas that gives you like, oh, that everything's going to be better down the road here? Because I didn't see anything. Well, there were some deficits that were overcome. That you know, there there was still five. Yeah, but you still got to, I, you got I, to the deficit. I, but you but you ended up giving up another deficit. That's the yes. I'm with you on that. All right, all right. I'm going to put the coaching hat on you for just a second, Jacob. But here's what I'm going to ask you to ask you of you that. You know, you got to concentrate on something for Wichita State to get better. Wichita State needs to score. I think you will admit and agree with me that 70 points seems to be a good basis right now for this team. You win, you score 70 points, you're going to be in some basketball games. You can't be in this 50 stuff. You can't be in the low 60 stuff. You've got to get to 70 to have a chance at winning some basketball games, at least offensively. Or you've got to hold the other team under 60. Let's, let's, let's use that number. Where would you concentrate at this point? What would make this team better? Pick one or the other. I mean, obviously, to get better at both would be really good. But where would you concentrate? Because I think I know where I would concentrate. Would it be offense or would it be on defense? For me, it would be defense. I would say, okay. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Allowed 68 points to Temple. You allowed 70. So it's not like they're it's not like they're a bad defensive team. And you know, it's. It's just it's what's disappointing is you know the offense is what right. everyone thought was going to get better but adjusted was, offense they're they're two hundred and second in the country right yeah, now. I, I was going to say it's to, just to put that in perspective, yeah. their defense is you know ninety second, right. which is certainly not good, but it's no. much better than the yeah. offense has been. The offensive has been objectively bad, and that was the reason I, I think for a lot of people they wanted to see a change in coaching staffs because the offense was never, you know, catching up in the past three years. So look again, 
I'm I'm hopeful because I don't know what else to be, right? There obviously has not been enough time to come up with like definitives in any way, but I'm not going to sit here and not point out the fact that this has been really disappointing lately. I'm not going to ignore that because it has been. This has been really disappointing lately. And and there is almost no buzz right now around Shockerman's basketball, and that's a problem, Paul. Right. And there is no buzz. I mean, you know, anywhere you go, and you and I run in these circles, and it's not a big buzz. But I come back to defense because, you know, sometimes, you know, shooting is sometimes sort of mental, as, as, as we know. We've seen great shooters go on strings where they can't drop one. We, we've seen that happen. We've seen it happen more than once in the last few years with Wichita State. That's a mental thing, and, 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 and I get it, and sometimes it's hard to improve that. But I'll tell you what you can do. You can bear down, and you can, and you can get in a defensive stance, and you can get your hands where they need to be, and you can fill passing lanes with hands, and you can keep, keep uh, you know, back doors from happening, and you can defend the paint, and you can defend the inlet pass. There's all kinds of things that you can do on defense. And by golly, what you do and, – and I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm, all I'm saying is that as an observant of a person who loves college basketball, you can defend. You can teach people to defend. You can make people defend. You can will people to defend. You can threaten people to defend. You want to play? You're going to defend. That that kind of thing. And from a practical solution, you know, I'm holding everybody at 55 points or under. That's that. I mean, I I know that's what? not. I I'm stretching it, but I got to have a goal. I got to have a. I know. I know that's. That's not realistic, but by golly, I can set a goal for whatever I want. That's my goal. <laughs> I, I well, yeah. If they hold people to fifty-five or under, yes, they will games. win a lot of games. You're going to win yep, some games. That's, that's right. right. If they score eighty, they're going to win some what? games too. Neither <laughs> of those things are going to happen. Uh, okay, uh, I got you. But. So, uh, but again, like I, I, I want to be optimistic here. But the next two are going to come against Memphis and Florida Atlantic. Oh, sure, geez. a win over. A, f- a win over either one of those yeah. teams would cure what ails what well, cure what ails us right now, and what ails us right now is Wichita State hadn't won in almost a month, mm-hmm. and they've got one win in the last you know more than a month, and it came against Southern Illinois at home. And, watch- and, and the other thing that the other thing that bugs me is they're getting some national windows here, right? Their last three games have been on national TV, and they have not shown well at all. I don't like missing that opportunity either. Right. The next one on Sunday comes against Memphis. That's another ESPN2 game. Florida Atlantic will be an ESPN main network game. So you're going to have this stretch, right, of six straight, I believe it is, or five games that will be on national TV, and you're going to lose all of them. And, and like, that stuff matters, and you want to show out big there, and you want the arena to look full when you're playing any of those games at home. And those things aren't happening, and that's uneasy. Maybe uneasy is the best. Like, okay, year one, new co- I get it. Like, and, and, and I pointed out a million times, Greg Marshall was not off to a great start in his illustrious career, too. So, yes, time is of the essence, and you got to have enough time. But when you don't have the fan base motivated – it's going to make it more difficult to get great players to come play here. Now, they've done a pretty good job in that, but now we're not seeing it translate. So, you know, I, I just I don't want to I don't want to sugarcoat what we're seeing. And what we're seeing right now is not acceptable to the standard we expect. Everybody knows that already. I don't need to sit here and say that. I just 
need and want Shocker basketball to be relevant in this community. And the only way that's going to happen is if they win games. They have not done enough of that this year. They have not been as good this year as they were in the last two or three years. And that that has to be said. Like, if the, you've, we've got to see improvement. And right now, it looks like a team that was picked eighth in the league might finish eighth in the league. We don't that that's not going to be good enough, right? And for and, fans, like yeah. that's not going to get people to come out to games. It's right. just not. I don't know how I got off of it. Uh, I think it was yesterday during while NFL football is going on. I I was flipping around a little, just a little bit, and all of a sudden there's SMU and Memphis. I'm gonna tell you right now, Memphis is damn good. They're, they they have some yeah. really they, good. They may be better. FAU hey, lost. Hey, FAU had a bad hey, loss already. They've they had a loss, but by the way, SMU they're not bad either. They were playing, I mean, right there. They were right there, in, at least in the – I watched probably 10, 12 minutes of that game. I, it was just fascinating to watch the athletic. I'm thinking to myself, these are two good basketball teams, and I'm not sure that yeah. Wichita State – I mean, I don't want to – you know, Wichita State's going to struggle with them. They're going to have to They're going to have to play as well as they're capable of playing if they want a shot at beating either one of those teams. And I'm including SMU. They're pretty darn athletic. But Memphis is – well, they're Memphis. We we know what kind of Memphis's ass- wins. Memphis's wins have each been by three points. I'll say that at Tulsa and at home against SMU. Now I do think SMU's good. Tulsa good. was you know Tulsa was picked. Tulsa was picked tenth. So I don't. I mean I and they're not like they've had a decent little start to their season. But I I, I don't. I mean decent's relative right mm-hmm. now. It's hard to know until right. you get into conference play. But Tulsa is below Wichita State, right. at least in the Ken Palm. Well, what, so where, if Tulsa can keep it close at home, so can Wichita State. And right. that brings us back to this, Paul. All right. It has not been good by any way you slice it so far. All right. But it can feel a whole lot better if you have a good game against Memphis. Boy, that you got a week to prepare for them. You get them at home. Memphis has owned Wichita State lately. It's a chance here to get people excited. Probably people will be excited for that game. You've got the Chiefs playing on Saturday. That's the best news probably for Wichita State, who will then play on Sunday. You'll still be up against the NFL playoffs, but at least the Chiefs don't play right at the same time as you do. That will help. That will. I think it'll probably be a good crowd, and it's time for this team to play their best game of the year. Mm-hmm. It's I'd, time for them to play their best game of the year. Well, that from from your mouth to their ears, and and at maybe I should say from your mouth to their heart. You know, the heart. Where's that heart? The heart that we know Shocker basketball has. They showed us heart. Look, they showed us well, heart against Temple. You come back, you get into you, it. Like that's. I don't. I don't challenge any of that. Like I, I just. I only challenge the results like the team. I, I like a lot of these players. I, I think Paul Mills is going to do a good job and, you know, is trying to do these. It's just not translating. And it that's not going to put butts in those seats. And they've got to get butts back in those seats because everything is like a snowball effect. Paul, you get butts back in the seats, you get people excited, you get boosters excited, you get donors excited, you get better players and you have to build this momentum back you know, to what it was. I wasn't here before the greatness. I got here right in the middle of the greatness. So I hear, you know, I don't, horror stories is too dramatic, but I hear stories of the apathetic years and, and the way it was. And people talk about that stuff. And I don't, I just don't want that to ever come back. Right. I love when Shocker basketball is the hottest ticket in town and fun because everybody unites around it. And we just need to get it back. And this was, 
you know, this was the cautionary tale a, a long time ago. If you're going to make a change at coaching, do it again. And I know people were ready to move on, but you've got to, you know, you've still got to get better. And right now we haven't seen it. Again, big opportunity, though, with Memphis coming in. If you can play your best game, of the, look, the Shocker's best game is good enough to beat Memphis at home. Let's just put that out there now, right? It just is. If if we see Memphis win a couple of really tight games and do these the Shocker's best game is good. Memphis isn't that kind of team. Memphis isn't Kansas, right, where you saw it and you're like, yeah, I don't even know if the best is going to be good enough here. Memphis isn't that. So the Shockers get a week to have their backs as firmly against the wall as they have at any point this season, right? This is, this is where there are terms to use here that we probably can't say on radio, but this is the turn. It's put up or shut up now. Like if you, the challenge is easy to make. You got everybody knows it's not up to the standard right now. You can make a lot of people very happy. You can all feel like get a big win at home against a good team and we'll see what happens. But you know, one win in the last seven games, six games is never going to be good enough for Wichita State basketball. So they got to get better. They yeah. got to get better. Yeah, that die is cast. And they're, 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 you know, you come to Wichita State and you are going to be compared to some of those really good teams, whether it was back in the day of Ralph Miller or whether it was, or whether it was Greg Marshall. And there's been some good dynasties in between also with Smithson and some of those. I mean, there's, we get it. This is a proud, proud program. And the fact that there are a lot of empty seats, and golly, you just can't hide it on television. You see them. And you just say, you know, you got to do some things to get that back. Can it be done? Oh, absolutely it can be done. You think this city is is ready, willing, and able to really get behind a great shocker basketball team? It's dying to, Jacob. It's ready. It's dying to. Let's go. Everybody wants it. You want it. I want it. Boy, it sure makes our job easier, doesn't it? Makes our job makes easier more, talking about makes it more fun. It, well, it 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 does it it does make it more fun. I'll leave it at that. But we love talking about this stuff, particularly when it's the fun part of of being a yeah. shocker fan. And so, yeah, you're right. Uh, is it going to happen? Well, we'll just see. I want to see at this point incremental improvement. I guess I I guess I'm wanting more of a miracle, more of a you know. Here's what we're going to do. Here's I don't want incremental our... improvement. I want a lot of improvement. You want of a lot. I, of I want this team. Well, I, I don't. What I don't right. want is You're right. You're I, right. I don't want a, a team that was picked eighth to finish eighth. I want a team that's you know. I'm not unreasonable in saying they need to win the league. They need to finish in the top half of the league. This is Wichita State. Okay, that's just that's yeah. where it needs to be. Well, that's and, reasonable. And, and I, it, the, the problem is you get, you know, the, the schedule was always front-loaded with Florida Atlantic and Memphis coming back-to-back. Back. It's terribly disappointing that they're 0-2 going into those two games, but we can kind of forget about it if they can get a win in one of these two games. Right. So we'll see. Uh, Shocker fans, your number, if you want an event, 869-1240 is the number on that KFH hotline. We're going to move forward. We'll have lots of time to talk about that Memphis game because, again, it's a week off before that game. That's the only maybe silver lining to it as you get a little time to prepare for it. When we come back, we'll catch you up on the latest in the NFL. Uh, who's got jobs? Who doesn't have jobs currently? All kinds of stuff happening as we're making our way through this reaction Monday. We can get more into these playoff matchups, begin to sort of crack the surface on what we think in each game as we make our way through this Monday. It's Sports Daily. It's all Brockton Savage. We'll be right back.
right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily. Uh, Patricia chimes in on our video stream here. Shocks need to play smarter and hustle more. Lazy and poor pass selection, no fight. Uh, we'll see. Backs are against the wall. We got to see how they respond. Patricia, appreciate uh, the comment there. You can always leave your comments on our video stream, which you'll find on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitch. It's all Brockton Savage. It is Sports Daily here on KFH. Glad to be with you on the program today. All right, Paul. Uh, let's look. By the way, you'll have uh, the Paul Mills show at 7 o'clock tonight here on KFH. That should be a pretty interesting one. Uh, Terry Nooner, women's basketball coach, before that at 6 o'clock. Let's look at these football games, Paul. Nobody else has been fired since we've come on the air here. Uh, so far, uh, today of the today news, it's just in Washington, just in Atlanta. Uh, and we'll keep our eye out on things. But let's let's look now at these games in this first round. I think of all the teams, you know, looking for an upset here. I like the Rams. I've liked the Rams. I've told you I like the Rams. I kind of, they're, they've been my dart throw team to some degree. The, the storylines, Paul, in this opening round are fascinating, right? You get uh, Tyreek Hill's return to Kansas City. You get Matt Stafford's return to Detroit. You get... Mike McCarthy getting a chance to take on the Packers in the postseason. Right. Like there are there are some really really juicy ones in this opening round. I, I I think this will be a fun fun wild card weekend. Oh yeah, there's no question. And and by the way, you didn't mention the Steelers and and the Bills. Something tells me that might be one of the more entertaining games of of the weekend. I like that game. I think it's going to be one we got to turn in turn turn on and take a look at. The least favorite for me is the Eagles and the Buccaneers. I don't think either one of those teams is good enough or playing well enough at this particular point to make a big run. But one of those two teams is going to advance. They're lucky to match up with each other. And the Browns and Texans, you know, those are two right in the middle seated teams. I don't. Know I what... love the Browns and Texans. I, I love that game though. Well, how? Do, what do you make of that game? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't the... know. I mean, Cleveland. Cleveland is. Cleveland is. Um... Well, so what's interesting is with Flacco, Cleveland feels really scrappy, right? They feel right. like but, okay, but, okay, but yeah. so does but so does Houston, right? That's sort of I mean they played right. We saw this matchup a few weeks ago, and Houston, you know, Cleveland beat Houston by two touchdowns. But I believe, and I'll double check this. Yeah, we did not have C.J. Stroud in that game, so I, I think you can take very little from it. But we just saw Cleveland go to Houston and win by two touchdowns. That game was that was a Christmas Day game, so it was. I mean, it was very recently we've seen that, but we saw it without C.J. Stroud. Oh, right. That's so right. I don't know. You know, I I don't know. I I I don't know that how much of a difference that makes. It certainly makes some difference, right? It certainly has an impact. I still think I like Cleveland there. Cleveland is as dangerous to me, Paul, as. Really, any team, like if you're looking at this from Kansas City's perspective, I think Cleveland is as dangerous as anybody. If you're looking at it, maybe the right perspective is from Baltimore's perspective since they're the top seed and have the bye. I think if you were power ranking teams that you, you know, that that make you nervous in the AFC, really Pittsburgh doesn't make you nervous. Of course, they might make Baltimore nervous because of that rivalry, but for the most part, Steelers don't make you nervous right now. Everybody else does. Like I, I would, I would be nervous, at least at minimum, to play Buffalo, Kansas City, Miami, Houston, or Cleveland. And I said from the beginning, if it's Houston that's able to get in 
as that you know as the as the end and it ended up being Pittsburgh by a different way almost everyone in the AFC is going to be dangerous right. and I don't think that's the case in the NFC yeah I think right I think yeah I think it's San Francisco it's Dallas and at one point you would have said Philadelphia but even they've fallen off I'm yeah. not sure that you could put anybody else in there it's probably San Francisco or Dallas I mean you know, any of the – I've liked the Rams as my dart throw team because they've got the experience, they've got the quarterback, they've got the weapons, they've got all these things. But even they're going to have a tough, tough road. I think the AFC is just a jumbled mess of teams mm. that are all really good, and I, and I don't know who makes it out. I think Kansas City, Buffalo, and Baltimore have good chances. Here's my question, Paul. Yeah. If Kansas City goes to Buffalo, what does that spread look like? Because wow, Buffalo I, is a heavy favorite against Pittsburgh. I, I mean, the Bills would be favored, I would think, in that game. I think people are overlooking the Chiefs. I, I think people are overlooking the Chiefs here, Paul. Well, part of it would I, depend upon how 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 effective is the offense against the Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins, you know, they're banged up a little. They're they're necked up on defense, you know, a little bit. So it's hard to say. But I mean, you're right. The way you look at the the, the American League, I mean, I mean, look at it. The Dolphins. That's a darn good football team, and they're a six seed. There's only seven seeds, and the Dolphins are a six seed. I mean, how crazy is that? And the Chiefs, of course, you look at the Chiefs. They're a three seed. You know, how good are they? I don't know. How, how, how good will they be on offense? I don't know. How well will they play on defense? Well, I think I have a better idea on defense than I do on offense. I don't know how good the Chiefs are right now. Are they a three seed? I don't know. I don't know that they're they're good enough yeah. to be a three seed because oh they are okay the, okay I was being facetious I, to I a think that extent, they are. but no but. you're not you're not at all because they they haven't played to the level to make you feel much better than well that. that's I, right I, I, I mean that's that's, that's right. not an oh you know I think your question is valid I just again this is all based on if they play the brand. That's different than we've seen in years past, but that is their best brand, which is run the ball, play great defense, and use Patrick Mahomes to be Patrick Mahomes when you need him to be. That I'll take that. I'll take that against anybody. The question becomes: Will they and can they commit to doing it? Can they eliminate the mistakes that have plagued them all year? It's a big ask. It's a huge ask. But if they do it, I mean, I'd still take them in that scenario. Uh-huh. Right. If you told me, here, let me let me simplify okay, it, please. If you told me Kansas City went to Baltimore and played a game where they didn't turn the ball over, I'd tell you I'd probably like them to win that game. I would too. I think I think so. That good point. you know that that's where you look at it, and 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 I'm not I'm not saying that's likely to happen that they don't turn it over because they've done that all year, right? They've turned it over. They've had killer penalties, all these things. But if you just tell me they go somewhere and don't turn it over. I'm not taking anybody over Kansas City well, in that huge. scenario. That's huge. So that's that's and that's what makes it pretty difficult, I think, um, to predict them. We saw Buffalo turn it over three times last night in key spots mm-hmm. and still find a way to win. What does that say about Buffalo? They did that on the road, by the way, against Miami. So maybe Buffalo is the team we should fear. Mm-hmm. Or it's just Baltimore's that much better than everybody, well, and maybe they are. But they got to prove it still. Right. Well, I still, as good as they've been, they have not been that in the postseason in the last, you know, handful of years. Mm-hmm. They still have that to prove to us. We've seen Kansas City win in the postseason. We've seen, to some degree, Buffalo win some in the postseason. 
Baltimore's got to be able to win in the postseason. We do, do you need to see this version of that team win there. And Lamar Jackson, that, that falls squarely on Lamar Jackson. But right. I, I still will. Kansas City's best brand of football is is good enough to win a Super Bowl. I stand by it. And I think that, you know, as Buffalo did what they did last night, people are going to start to lean into Buffalo a little bit and Baltimore and forget to some degree about Kansas City, who, of course, has their hands full with Miami and Tyreek Tyree Hill's actual revenge game. Right. You know, and, at Arrowhead. And I like that take because, you know, no turnovers. You're you're taking away offensive opportunities from the other team. And all these teams we know, the teams that you are just referring to, all of them have the ability to light it up, don't they? All of them. So what do you want to do? You gotta keep you gotta keep possessions away from the other team. You control the football. By the way, you can't score if you don't have the football, correct? And so your your point is really good. It could literally come down. Who has the least amount of turnovers? And particularly turnovers. I mean, the Bills had as big a turnover as ever I've seen with a with a punt. I mean, I mean with a with or, or a or with special teams uh touchdowns and big plays. I mean, you gotta take those away. You take those away, you win the football game, right? Big plays on special teams and turnovers, you win the game. I mean that in theory. In theory, in theory. Right? you got to actually okay. play it, though. You got to play it. No, I agree because yeah. I'm I'm with you. I I'm with you. Yeah, I, I I just it's not been there all year. Can it be? Maybe. What do you think of the Chris Jones? Real quick, we didn't we didn't really talk about yesterday's game. Loved it. The excitement. What, uh, it, it wasn't, wasn't that even, fun? It wasn't even the money. You know what it was? It was the achievement. It was the achievement. It was the chase. It was the hunt. It was the hunt for that sack. That's what made it great. He got that sack. By the way, they were t- talking about taking him out. My, that's my understanding. He may have been taken out of the game after another series or two, not had a chance. He got that sack, and he came off like a kid. Like a kid just came out of a candy store, excited, thrilled. Everybody came over and hugged him and kissed him and said, you owe me a dinner. And you know that you know how that goes. And so it was fun. By golly, that's the way football's supposed to be played. You're supposed to have fun, and that was fun. It was fun. And the other thing, not to overthink it, but it it also showed a united sideline. It did, right? A united locker room, right? Which I think for. Most of the time, we would expect that. This year, though, it is good to see that because we have seen some infighting on the sidelines. We have seen frustration boil over. That was good to see, you know, kind of like at the soul. Like, it's good to see everybody enjoying things that way. There's been a lot of times over the past month and a half where it hasn't seemed as much like right. they were enjoying themselves. Yeah, so, and see. little things like that. You never know. You've been on sideline. You've been in locker. Little things like that sometimes can do strange things. They for matter. Teams. That matters. And we'll see. Uh, hopefully it matters big time because they're going to have their hands full in the opening round. I think most people were rooting for Miami so that they could get Pittsburgh. But the reality is they're going to have to beat all these teams anyway right. on the way if they want to <laughs> do it. Right. Uh, they're gonna, that's right. It's just the way it's going to be. All right. We'll come back. We'll put a bow on it. We'll tell you what's on the network, what's on tap today as we make our way through this Monday on Sports Daily. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.